Marco, and welcome everybody to episode 67 of the Vlix Podcast. I am your host, Jabo, joined with Pete. Hello, I'm here. Ken. <laughs> Hello, he's there. And Danan. Fraud, I am Pete. Oh, well, apparently they are switching each other today. So, Pete. You have some, uh, yeah. You have some news to tell the group today. What happened over the I, weekend? I do, I do, I do. I actually Ken knows this, but I was actually, I actually had a COVID test yesterday because I woke up with a sore throat. And the rules at work are: if you wake up with a symptom, you can't come back to work until you get fit. Right? You can't come back to work until someone jams a really long Q-tip up your nose. And holds yep. it there for an uncomfortably long period of time. Good and, times. Yeah, and and twists it. Oh, so how long? Till... Well, of course you you, you got to twist. So to answer your question, uh, Danan, um, they said my turnaround time is forty eight hours on this test. So hopefully, I get a call tomorrow stating I can go back to work. I just have to drive down and get the paper. But it's pretty annoying because I knew I didn't have COVID, but since I had a sore throat and my throat's still scratchy today, I can't go in because that would be douchey of me to do so. Um, right, plus a day off and yeah, relax a little bit. You no, I, I get to know. He works for Like, home. in all of this, how many times have you been able to say for certain, I know right now I don't have anything? Uh, right now. But, um... <laughs> I actually worked all day. I worked my full eight hours at home. I finished a whole story and edited a bunch uh, of other stories, and I was busy, so I actually did work today. Yeah, we were on um, Discord today, too. Good on you. We even yeah, took work together. We did. I told Jonathan, I set up a text and said, hey, walk by Sharon and tell our boss and tell her that uh, him and I are going on break at our usual time. And he went outside, and I went outside my back patio, and we talked on Discord. It was, it was quite interesting. And uh, I got quite the look when I said that. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, there's some sense of normalcy. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, I got to see the train and he didn't again. Oh, man. It brought back memories yeah. of when the shutdown first happened and he couldn't see the train. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah, I got the thing shoved up my nose and I feel like uh, their instructions are like total recall, you know, push the thing until you... <laughs> You know, push the thing up your nose until you hear the the click, and then pull out the big old orb. Basically, that's what I felt. The crunch. Until you hear the crunch, mm. that's what I felt like. Crunch? Ugh, my guy wasn't that mean. Well, yeah. If, you, if you've seen Total Recall, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, right. There are definitely stages to picking your nose, though. I did learn that. I have only ever been to stage one. There are apparently stages two and three, and they are uncomfortable. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> there are stages to picking your nose? Apparently, yeah, you can, you can oh. go much deeper than you think. <laughs> oh, Dr. my God. Dr. Bobby knows a lot more about nose picking than I do. Let me tell you guys. Danny, you right. got to explain this. What are these other stages of nose what? picking? Oh, there's – well, I mean, stage one, you've been there. You put your finger in your nose, wiggle around, find a few boogers. Uh, stage two, apparently, is uh, – boy, I wonder what's behind those. And it turns out it's your head. There's just further into your head that it goes. Yep. And then you're like, wow, this is super uncomfortable. What should I do? Probably. Probably cut out. 
bench, now your toes are curled and your fingers are kind of on the dashboard, but you got to look cool for the guy, right? Because you can't be a sissy about this kind of thing. And uh, it hurts a lot and he won't let you take it out. Yeah, it, it comes it was really, really slow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. They hit a part of your brain that causes nerve deafness in your knees. Just get to 15 already, you psycho. Very weird. No, it, it totally made me cough. And uh, it was really, it was a really odd feeling. Oh, my, my left eye immediately just started pouring tears. Yeah. Ken, and, have you had yeah, a COVID test? I did. I had one last Thursday. I feel like I'm it's left fun. out. I'm the only one who hasn't had one yet. You should go get one or two. Do it twice in a row. Have them, have them go bo- up both nostrils and just get it over twice. What? You didn't have to do both the nostrils? No, why would you have to do they, both nostrils? They had me put the same thing up both nostrils, twist, and wait 15 seconds on each side. Left, he, he, he might have had left side COVID. <sighs> and they didn't want to only test for right side COVID. I only had, I, I, just, I had one. bastards. Danon, 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 you got nostril raped. I just want you to know that. <laughs> yeah, that guy was a like, sadist. The first one was for science, but the second one, that was... That, was, that, was, that guy was a straight up sadist unconsensual except for i did it to myself they were careful to do that oh yeah yeah that's that's how they do it that's that, that they didn't even purchase anything at that point this is like some hannibal lecter nonsense man all right so we've all been COVID tested about without except jonathan and we hope jonathan actually doesn't have to do it because i don't think he could handle it 75 percent <laughs> of us have been tested So as, you know, you... as a population sample, we're doing pretty good, guys. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. All right. So hmm. today we are going to continue where we left off last week with supervillains. We've got a supervillain list. Um, we're going to go through my weird supervillains where everybody's going to tell me what they are. And then I'm going to tell you the truth. And then Jonathan also has supervillains that should have been heroes. And I've seen his list, and I don't agree with some of them. And then Ken is going to continue the sandwich conversation from last week, where he's going to go into international sandwiches. Oh, no. No, no. No, you changed, Inter- you changed it up. Intergalactic. I was never going to do international sandwiches. This was, this was best sandwiches by state. Oh, best sandwiches by state. All right. That sounds good. Michigan better have mm. a good one. Michigan That's my favorite. Mm. All right. Are we ready for weird supervillains? Do it up. Ready ready as I'll ever be. All right. I'm going to start with... Dane is pretty talkative today. So I'm going to start with Dane. Dane, the first first supervillain is... The first supervillain is the big wheel. The big wheel. Ooh, does he ride a magical big wheel? And he's like a a man-child who fights. And then he cut out. He's really just a big wheel. Like, he's just trapped inside of it. And it's just, he rolls around everywhere. And has a bad inner ear thing. And usually pukes when he gets there. (laughs) That would be great. That would be a great villain. But uh, you're actually, you're kind of close. Let's go to Ken. Ken, we have the big wheel, Ken. Uh, it's an old-timey dude who wears a straw boater. I know I'm talking about straw boaters from last time, but whatever. He wears it because this is this is this is where we're going. He's got like a wider mustache with curls at the end, and he rides a penny farthing. 
Nice. For those who don't know what that is, that's the bike with the big wheel in the front and the tiny wheel in the back. Nice. All right. Naysayers gonna naysay. All right. So, Jonathan, who or what is the big wheel? So, the big wheel is Hamster Boy's sidekick. Ooh. Ooh. He's, He's this giant hamster wheel. And it's how Hamster Boy gets around so fast because wait, 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 can speed, they be like the Wonder Twins? Yeah, so their speed combined. And he only turns into a giant hamster wheel. <laughs> their speed combined is almost as fast as the Speed Force itself. Oh wow! Oh, dang. But if they're by themselves, then they go about the pace of a snail. <laughs> I like well, or a loose Ferris wheel. <laughs> Yeah, with a really oh, loose belt that skips every 10 right, seconds, so it jerks you around. Chunk, chunk. Wait a minute, like a, a loose Ferris wheel, like it's promiscuous? No, like the belt. <laughs> it, ro- it rolls the other way. <laughs> you know what I mean. All right, so guys, here's the big wheel. The big wheel. His name is Axel Wheel, because of course it is. And he goes to, this is a Spider-Man slash Daredevil villain. He goes to the Tinkerer. And he asks for a superpowered device befitting his name, and the big wheel is born. It's a large wheel that wheel rides around in with guns on the side. In his yeah. first and only adventure, he managed to drive it straight off a bridge into the Hudson River. Uh-huh. <laughs> and threw up when he got there, and I win. Doesn't like General Grievous drive something like this in Attack of the Clones? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. General oh, yeah. Grievous drives a mini version of this, yes. Alright. So there was actually right. a guy who did this, um, who was, sounds very similar to this, in the Twisted Metal video game series. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. Man, that was a good video game series. It, it was, was, wasn't it? It was tons of fun. His name was Axel, too, I think. It was Axel. All right, so, Ken, Ken, Peace. your your villain is Ruby Thursday. No, it's Ruby Tuesday. Nope, it's Ruby Thursday. Ruby Thursday. Uh, Ruby Thursday is, for some reason, I'm see I'm picturing Wanda Sykes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just being all shitty about how she's like the crappy one and she knows Ruby T- Tuesday is so much better than her. Yeah, she carries a huge ship on her. She would do a great job with that. Everybody loves Ruby Tuesday and then Ruby Thursday uh, got, got the shaft. So that's why she became a villain. Right. And um, her, uh, her power is um, she suits like, like, like ruby colored lasers. From her fingertips, and they come out in like pulses, so like pelt you. It's like being pelted with rubies, but not valuable. Oh, yeah, no, they're, they're to- it's total costume jewelry. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it's like ruby sequins come out. Still though, you think she could like compete with Claire? It's just finding somebody to fit all that garbage. Yeah, where do you th- where do you think paparazzi jewelry came from? All right. That's that's a good one, Ken. I like that. All right, Jonathan, we have Ruby Thursday go. 
Ruby Thursday is actually a lady who she's the ultimate scheduler. And she only feeds people on Thursdays because that's her only day off. So that's it? She just schedules people on Thursdays? Yeah, she only schedules to fight people on Thursdays because, you know, capitalism. That's the only time she gets off work. Oh no, that's the only way to disrupt the UN, really, is because they can never meet, really, on Thursdays, because you know South Africa's never going to be there. And, like, the USA has, like, soccer practice and Venezuela, they just never even show up. That's how you take over the world. Ruby Thursday. On a Thursday. Yep, on a All right, Danon. All right, Danon, what do you got for Ruby Thursday? Ruby Thursday is just a regular girl, but she's a gumshoe. She's a detective played by Gina Davis. And uh, she fights Nazis and solves crimes and recovers but lost artifacts. A... But I thought she was supposed to be a villain. In this day and well, age, she would be considered a villain. I, okay. I did not say where those artifacts go. Um, That's fair. It's actually, she's <laughs> like the Carmen best person you're ever going to meet. Yeah, but she just keeps it. Like It's not like she's even fencing that stuff. She just steals for fun because she can. But it's nice. trinkets from rich people, so it doesn't matter. All right, so um, you guys are on ball, by the way, today. Um, Ruby Thursday. Yeah. Ruby Thursday. I mean, you're not close to this one at all. But okay, Ruby, no, Thurs- no, <laughs> Ruby Thursday is a scantily clad female robot with a red bulb for a head, and she can turn the bulb of her head into anything she wants. Usually, it's big, fat lips to kiss people with. That's terrifying. (laughs) It's absolutely terrifying. And possibly the most ridiculous one of all. Because she's a villain, but not. Anything gets really gross really quick. I mean, you can get past that to some pretty amazing things, but eh, you gotta walk through some stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's not something you want to see. All right, so we're moving on to, I think, Jonathan's next. So, Jonathan, you've got, this is probably the easiest one. Um, you've got Asbestos Lady. Wait, didn't we already meet Asbestos Guy? No, I don't think we met Asbestos Guy, but we're doing Asbestos Lady now. We have Asbestos Lady. So, obviously, she has really bad dandruff, and her dandruff Asbestos. It's just oh, pure. That's that's actually frightening, right? But she still has cancer. Well, she's actually she's actually still fireproof too. Oh, super fireproof! But yeah, nice. Six months tops though. All right. Well, well that's pretty fuel, simple. She's... Well, you gotta remember, jet fuel can't melt steel. <laughs> so, so her she just has asbestos dandruff, and she just kind of like flakes it off at you, and that's it. Yeah, that's all. That's she, all you need, really. That's yeah. I mean, she and she has like really powerful, like blowing breath, like Superman, so she can grab it and like blow it right at you. But it's super asbestos, so it like gives you cancer like the minute it touches you. I was gonna say she'll just probably scream at you. You're gonna feel this in twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Danan, asbestos lady, go. Asbestos lady, she is covered in like a carpet layer thick of asbestos um, and uses it to set fire to the building first and then go in after the money uh, makes for fewer cops trying to catch you 
Oh, well, that's not a terrible idea, except for the whole asbestos part. All right, Ken, asbestos lady. Asbestos lady. Uh, she looks her. She wears a suit. Uh, it's very form fitting, and it has the appearance of acoustic ceiling tiles. And it makes her fireproof. And she's a pyromaniac. Naturally. And she sets fire to things. Just because she's a bitch. (laughs) There's no evil agenda. She's just, I don't like to look at your face. Bam, you're on fire now. And then she can walk all over you while you're burning. Right. And she does with her big high heels. Nice. All right. Asbestos Lady is actually a villain of the Human Torch, and her main thing is she just dresses in asbestos, and she wears an asbestos mask, and she has an asbestos gun. So she's super riddled with cancer now, right? Oh, yeah. She's not going to live. And this is this is back in the 40s when, you know, they didn't know the horrors of asbestos. <laughs> So yeah, she's dead. She's been long dead. Oh yeah, <laughs> the late great commercial about it. like, did you fight asbestos lady in the late forties? You could be entitled to compensation. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's that right. <laughs> Mesothelioma is a real thing. You might have it. All right, Danan. This is a fun one, and I'm going to get a lot of the same answers, but I'm just going to throw it out there. This villain's name is Codpiece. Codpiece. Well, of course. Um, and he's so, a Doom. He's a Doom Patrol villain. I'm just gonna lay it out there. You know, I still haven't seen any of the Doom Patrol. I keep hearing I should, but uh, it oh, depends God on the writer. Piece. But carry on. He is. Um, he's got real like personal issues, and he's he needs some love, really. You poor sad bastard. He just runs around with the giant phallus shooting people with it and yelling what's my name and everyone has to say codpiece <laughs> no daniel oh daniel Swear to me. he was uh right such a nice kid <laughs> oh well okay so uh ken do we need to do it but um we're gonna go to you and say codpiece i think codpiece is he wears like a chastity belt with a cannon Ooh, like... to it. <laughs> and the cannon shoots white pulses. They come out in jet spurts. <laughs> of even. course they <laughs> and, oh. and it's similar to Spider Man's web. And then it will stick you to the wall. <laughs> oh, sounds hard to clean up. And he does it while, and when when he fires his codpiece, he yells out, "Boogie shoes!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, this that's that's a hilarious supervillain. Um, okay, Jonathan, right. one more. Let's do one more, buddy. Codpiece. Oh my god. This one's a little yeah. off the wall, Pete. I gotta say. Okay. All right. All let's right. see what you got. Codpiece. I like Ken's idea that he has a cannon strapped to him. But I want to go one bigger 
and say it's like multi-purpose. Like he can okay. have it shoot bullets. It's a versatile kind. Yeah, it's like a versatile thing, and he has like extra tech around him that can switch out what it does. And he's got like a. I mean, this. So he removes. So he removes the cart, the magazine, right. and he can slot in like a fifty cal. Right. <laughs> what you're saying? Wait, wait, no, no, no. He's like Cyclops from He-Man, and it just spins around. So he's actually wearing kind of a like <laughs> oh, a ballerina tutu like of different guns. Yep. But then okay, on no, the I'm, okay, right I like I like where Jabo's going, and I, but but instead of the instead of spinning around, the 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 can is like a like it's like a Gatling, so the cannon <laughs> rotates. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hold, on, hold on, guys. I got the, one uh, pen with four okay. different okay. colors go on, on it. Go on. Blue and white one. Hold on. All right. Let Jonathan so, finish his man. So, so he can change into things like you know, like I feel like this is from Batman. So he's gonna be like the Joker guy, where he's got like everybody's individual weapon. Like he's got the Riddler's cane attachment. He's got the Joker's boxing glove attachment. He's got you know missile launchers and stuff like that. But to change the weapon, he actually has to swap out his balls. Oh, um, okay. Like well, he has, to, you're... Like he has to detach them, and this is the thing: right. is like he can actually go detach somebody else's, and you don't know what he's gonna get. It's a surprise if he uses somebody else's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So does he um, switch them out, or he's just leaving this ballless path behind him? Oh, ballless path left behind. Oh, because he's a villain, so he just throws them in the bushes when he's done. Oh yeah. He doesn't, oh, yeah. he doesn't care about the environment. Oh no! See, there's no, there's nothing to throw in the bushes when he's done. As soon as they detach, oh, it just sucks the juice right shrivel. out of them. Huh? They just shrivel. <laughs> like chucking orange peels into the woods is all he's doing. Uh, it, more like date nuts. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you're all pretty much right. Um. <clears throat> so here's the history of codpiece. He was told that he wasn't big enough in high school, and though the girl who said it meant his height, he thought she meant his penis. So due to an inferiority complex, he created a suit with a codpiece weapon system and became a supervillain. He was eventually stopped when a hero dissolved his codpiece multi-weapon. Dissolved it? Dissolved it. Like, wait, that's, that's kind of a story. Cause was, he, was, he taking, he was he taken down by the evil villainous acid badge? Like, what? <laughs> right? No. But that would have been hilarious. Right, it's basically like the pr head of a. I think Danny cut out. Danny cut out what? again. Oh, the alien. It's like black leather sticking out the bottom, two mouths. Oh, that's gross. Right. <laughs> All right, Sorry. folks. It jumped into my head. I needed to throw it in yours. Oh, great! Thanks. All right, folks, we've got one more, and then this, uh, this segment is gratefully over. Um, we're going to go to Ken, and um, we're gonna, the, the villain's name is Snowflame. Snowflame. Snowflame? Snowflame, as in snow in winter, snow, and then flame as in hot. Snowflame. Snowflame. Snowflame is fabulous. And he is, he has bright white puffy hair. Okay. And 
He wears a flaming unitard. I'm actually on fire, but it's got, you know, like flame. The unitard looks like it's licked it's... by flame. Okay. And from one hand, he fires flames. From right. the other hand, he fires snow. You can either freeze or burn you. Or both at the same time, and you get freezer burn. So he, he just gives you really bad freezer burn, is what you're saying? You get really bad freezer burn. He's pretty strong. He does a pretty wicked Indian burn as well. I ma- to me, okay. I imagine him looking like Ric Flair, but super gay. <laughs> that's, so, so he looks a, like Ric Flair. It's a step in it's one direction, like and it's a Flair. bigger step in the same direction. <laughs> so he looks like Ric Flair. All right. <laughs> All right, Jonathan, uh, Snowflame. Uh, Snowflame is just basically the reverse human torch. And uh, instead of her, it's a girl. And instead of her flames being hot, they're so cold that they're hot. Okay, okay. So she's like the white walking precarious. Yeah, she's like reverse flash for flash. So... It's like that. It's like that blue dragon fire in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, yeah. Your your version actually would have been a really cool version to fight the Human Torch, but yeah. Um. No, that's not close at all. Um. So we're gonna go to <laughs> we're gonna go to Danin, and we're gonna give Danin Snowflame. Snowflame. Okay. So I mean, you guys are kind of close, but it, he is half fire, half ice, obviously. Um. But he is the product of a flame dad and a snow mom. And uh, it was a marriage of convenience because the dad really just wanted her powers in his kids. So he just like fathered a bunch of kids. And this is the oldest one. And uh, he's super tense and crazy powerful, but he only ever uses the ice side. Because he's vowed to never give into his dad's flame side because he's such a bastard. Ooh, I like this story. This is a good story right here. Yeah, I totally lifted it. It's uh, My Hero Academia. Oh. <laughs> You're a liar. But the, but the, right. That's the character. Is He's half uh, fire, half ice. It's... Okay. All right. So what well, is it for well, real? So, Snowflame is nowhere close, and, I don't, and, I, and, and you're never going to be, because Snowflame is a Colombian drug lord who gets superpowers the more cocaine he snorts. So he becomes super powerful and has flame powers the more cocaine he snorts. And all of his henchmen are high on cocaine. I love this guy. I love this guy. This is like my favorite hero now. Yeah, this is this is basically Jonathan in super villain form. Yeah, if he if he was if he was to use squirrels some way, this would be perfect. Right? Can we get eight uh, episodes on Netflix? This is going to be a tight arc. But Snowflame starring Jonathan, yeah, I'm on board. Dude, it'd be, it'd be like better than Breaking Bad. Hell yeah, it would be. All right, well, that's the end of my segment, um, Weird Villains. So I don't know what, we're gonna, what I'm going to do next week. We're not going to do villains again. We're gonna sw- I'm going to switch it up on you guys. I might go back to movies. We'll see. 
Um, we're going to move on to villains that should have been heroes as given to us by uh, Mr. Jonathan. Welcome, everybody, to Heroes That Should Have Been... Wait, what? No, that's right. I said it wrong. Because it's villains who should have been actually heroes in your favorite movies. So, everybody's seen the X-Men movies, right? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, sure. yeah. Well, honestly, not really a lot of the last ones. And everybody's probably at least heard of the X-Men in comic book form. Right. Sure. I think I've heard of it. So, as you know, though, everything that Magneto, in the movies at least, everything that Magneto feared came true. As we see in Logan, his fear about what humanity had in store for mutant kind were completely justified. The few mutants that are still around live with fear and anxiety and have no rights. Thus, the X-Men were mm-hmm. idiots by trying to stop him from his mission to save them. Right. Well, no, not necessarily. Yeah. It alternately just means that Professor X did a shitty job of being the hero. Yeah, well, that could be too. The chess game very well. That's the thing they never show you, though. Right. And all those scenes where they're playing chess, they don't... Well, no, they did show you who wins. Um, oh, I remember. Never mind. Retracted. <laughs> Alright, so... James Bond, everybody. Has everyone here seen Skyfall? Yes. Oh, yeah. Probably one of the best yeah. Bond films I've ever seen. Agreed. But both James Bond and Raul Silva are part of a shadowy organization which spies, kills, and generally tends to control people. Yet, despite doing the basic same thing, we are supposed to root for Bond because he's a pretty boy? Well, ugly people are villains. You know that, right? That's not true. Well, I mean, there are... Some pretty hot girls. Trump no. is a very handsome-looking young man. The villain <laughs> is the guy who doesn't use an iPhone. If I could throw something at you, Jonathan. Did did you say the villain is the guy that doesn't use an iPhone? Right. You can always spot a villain in a movie because he's not using an iPhone. Wait, so I'm the uh, villain? Yep. And we're all villains. Is, uh, we're all villains. Are we all villains? Well, we're not in a movie. All right. We're just. We're in the people. movie called Life, Ken. Uh, can I get my ticket back? No. You paid for this, bitch. I feel like I'm paying for it now. Yep. You are. It's called taxes. Yeah, you paid well. for this with placenta. Whoa. I <laughs> got deep fast. See, and I asked the lady to bring it back at the time, and they just would not listen to me. <laughs> exactly. I'm screaming my head off. No, lady, I need that. I'll never get out of here if you take it. I don't know if I agree with that one, but they are the same kind of person. (laughs) So in the movie Ant-Man, we have Darren Cross, who becomes Yellow Jacket, right? Right. But he's only the bad guy because he wants to make the world-changing shrink and growth technology public. And that's the only reason why he's the bad guy. That's not the only reason he's the bad guy. 
Yeah, he wants uh, the use it for military reasons. Yeah, he wants to create a secret army and give this power to the military to do whatever they want to with. He doesn't really care who does it. It's just the highest bidder. Like, uh, like, like the other guy in Stark Industries who sold him to the people militants in the Arabian Republic were supposed to not like. Right. So I don't know if I I I agree with that one a hundred percent on that. I think that's the least the least plausible one of this list so far. So far, I think I can agree with you guys. All right, everybody knows the Jungle Book, right? So Shere mm-hmm. Khan's the hero. And is Shere Khan the hero, or is he the villain? Well, Mowgli does wow. burn down the jungle. Right, and yep. that's he wants to get rid of Mowgli because humans are dangerous. So was he right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not wrong with that sentiment. Really I guess though. on yeah, I guess on this one, I can see how he could believe he's doing the right thing. As a predator, why wouldn't he think he's doing the right thing? That's what he does for breakfast, literally. Right. And we're supposed to feel bad because it's a human child. Right. And he has legitimate reasons to to kill said human child, I guess. Or at least he thinks because yeah. he's been wronged by a human in the past. And he's hungry. Right. <clears throat> and he's hungry, you know. They can't all eat snakes. Or apes. Or bears. Sometimes they need the bare necessities. Oh, you did it. Yeah, I knew that one. So, Pete, this next guy is right up your alley. Is it? Yep. Ivan Drago. Oh, Ivan Drago. If he dies, he dies. I was going to who's going to do it? That's like the best that's like the best line in that damn whole damn film. Right? It's great. Anyways, oh, how many writing, so, yeah. have? He's so Ivan Drago is not really a villain, honestly. I mean, he does but, kill Apollo Creed. I will he, say that he is the villain of the movie per se. He is the villain of the movie. Well, he's yeah, the antagonist. He That's not exactly the same thing. Right. He does. He does kill Apollo Creed, and he's very callous about it. Um, which is a great way to make you hate the person. He right. is a product of his government, and he is has been brainwashed to believe that Russia is number one. But at the end, he also gives props to Rocky for beating him too. the The real villain is the the Russian government that brainwashed him. So you don't think he's a Russian patriot? He thinks he's a Russian patriot, yes, because they brainwashed him. I mean, that's what Russian patriots are, though. They're people that Russia brainwashed. Like American patriots are people that America has brainwashed. Absolutely. Right, That's, that's absolutely true. I mean, look at Captain America. He was just actually brainwashed for all the right aspects that you should have for the United States. 
whereas all of our police officers and the people in Portland, oops, sorry, mm-hmm. I'm going to, yeah, I, I, I'm going to cut that off right there. Um, okay, what you got next? I can see this one is plausible. <laughs> right. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, the top next, of my head, seems like it happened. Uh, next, I have Hella from Thor three Ragnarok. I wouldn't say she's a hero. I think she's been screwed over and very angry, but she does kill a lot of people. And once you kill a lot of people, you're pretty much a villain. Yep, I agree. This list has this one incorrect, in my opinion. Agreed. Hella. She kills a hella lot of people. Hella lot of people. And hella hot, but still. Beside the point. All right, so I know. Oh yeah, no, dude, Kate Blanchett in that is is really hot, and she she's I mean... hit and miss. <laughs> right. So the next one, I know for a fact that Ken has seen this movie. Ninety percent sure. The movie is The Judge. With Robert Downey. Okay, G. I haven't I haven't seen this movie. I have seen this movie. Dana, have you seen this movie? I have not seen this movie. All right. Well, for you two, so, so it's up to and, Ken. Ev- and everybody listening to this movie, to this podcast right now, make sure you watch this movie. It is very well done. It is a brilliant, brilliant film, and has really good cinematography and a great soundtrack. All these things are true. But is Dwight Dickum the villain or the hero? I don't know that he's the villain or the hero. I think he's just a guy doing his job. I agree. I While they put him on those lists, I think he is just somebody who's doing his job. And it's whether or not the person is, uh, in the eyes of the law, doing what's right or wrong. But here's, here's the thing about that movie. And you guys, since you haven't seen it, I'm gonna, I, I'd like you to watch it and, and tell me if I'm not right. If that movie had been told by, from the perspective of Dwight Dickham, he would be the hero. Oh, yeah, and be, for sure. And he'd be pissed off at Robert Downey Jr. for pulling fancy lawyer tricks to try and get his dad out of, out of trouble. Oh, yeah. In a heartbeat. Imagine if it was told from the guy who got ran over. Yeah. There would be a sad love story somehow. Well, spoiler alert, fellas. Well, you know that happens early, so no big spoiler spoiler there. So who's the villain in the movie E.T.? The government or E.T.? Again, I don't think he's the villain, but I don't know that the government is either. Yeah, I don't necessarily know that there's a villain in that. Um, the villain, I mean, if they if they killed and dissected E.T., then yeah, the government's the villain, but um, did we know for sure? I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Did we know for sure that that's what was going to happen to E.T.? No, we never talked to an adult. Yeah, no, this is this is just the uh, this is the kids reacting to the, what they perceive is going to happen to them. And we didn't see yeah, what I'm happened not... in the next three months. Yeah, I'm not sure there's a villain there. When the alien invasion came down. No one ever did ET two. Well, you know, the ET, reckoning. Uh, yeah, the the ET uh, people were part of the Galactic Republic, 
So it's not unreasonable to assume they had some allies in 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 the Senate, and they could have formed an alliance with somebody who's you know. Like, can you imagine an, an army of droids showing up? Honor? Like, we oh, kinda, we wouldn't know what to do. We kind of need that help right now, though. Honestly, we'd be we'd be like all the rich people would be like trying to make deals with them, but they're just droids and they're only programmed for one thing. But they're too people are too stupid, so they keep trying to make deals with them and try to like go to their side, and they just get nailed. Roger, Roger. Right, and they all wear a red hat that says "Make the Empire Great Again." <sighs> Alright. So since we're talking about Star Wars, let's bring up this next one. Star Wars prequel trilogy. The heroes, the Jedi, who recruit child soldiers, tell them it's wrong to be scared after being separated from their parents. And by their teen years, tell them to suppress emotional reactions by, uh, from mourning uh, to romantic love. Or the villains, who are the Separatists, most of whom who just want to be free from the Republic, which uses said Jedi to advance its interests in the first place? Okay, so here's an issue that we have. We uh, we're talking about the we're talking we're talking about the movies. You're talking about the way the Jedi uh, recruit Anakin. And it's even stated in the movies that they would have identified him much younger if he had been born in the Republic. These kids grow up without really knowing their parents, so there's no one there to miss. And it's a religious order. Of course they're taught to suppress their things. They're monks. Yeah. So, I don't, I can't really characterize the, I can't really agree with the characterization of them recruiting child soldiers and telling them that's wrong because first of all they're not they're not child soldiers they're not sending those kids into battle at that we've seen the we've seen the end of the of, of Jedi training in episode one when Obi Wan who's you know basically twenty year old at the very at the very least at that point is ready to take the trials he's he's done being he's done learning they've had right. these kids since basically let, I would guess before they were a year old. So these kids grew up, this is the only life they know. And whether or not that's morally right or wrong, that is what it is. These kids aren't being sent off to fight, like I said, and they're not missing their families. They don't know their families. And you're talking about a situation where it's considered a great honor to become a Jedi. And the villain uh, of the Separatists, yeah. I mean, and yeah, it, it, by the end of it, you're seeing that the separatists are the ones who are really trying to just, you know, they're they're trying to they're trying to get away. But you're forgetting everything that's going on in the background with uh, them basically being puppets of Palpatine. And they're agitating what existed before as part of a secret plot. Like without without that aspect of the story, what you're talking about is the Separatists are basically the southern states before the Civil War. So I don't I don't agree with this one, I'm sorry. I can see that. I agree. So I hey, did... Ken, Ken's really thought about this a lot. And and when you think about it, who would you rather have right now um policing the Jedi or our police? 
Oh, sorry, I went politics again. Uh, I retract. You gotta, you gotta stop, state. man. You're out of control today. I am. I'm out of control. Okay, what's next? I'm not judging. Uh, by the way. So I, I totally get the impulse. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I have something else to say about this. So, I read something else today about Star Wars, and I just want to bring it up right now since we're on a little Star Wars kick. Are you ready? Yeah. So, Anakin was supposed to bring balance back to the Force, right? Yeah. But there's a thousand Jedi and two Sith. What did they think was going to happen? By the end of the prequel trilogy, there were two Sith and two Jedi. Yeah, there's there's, there's balance. He did bring balance to the Force. Exactly. So if he was to bring balance and there was was 10,000 to two, what did they think was going to happen? Right. Like... And, hmm. Sith. and two Sith moved the entire galaxy to bend to their will. A thousand Jedi got pushed around until they all got murdered. Like, like, you know, your sheer gross tonnage wins every time. Like if you if if it's a car versus a versus a Mack truck, the Mack truck's going to win. Same situation. <clears throat> but from my point of view, and I'm just going to put this out there, I think Ray was actually the chosen one. Yeah, they definitely tried to spin it that way. Because she destroyed the Sith. And technically speaking, she brought balance to the Force because she kind of used both sides. And she was able to kind of like walk right. that fine line between the light and the dark side. Right. Yeah, she, and by the end of it, there was only one. She was, she was the only one. She was more of a great Jedi than a regular Jedi. For I sure. would like yeah. to see a great Jedi. So, <clears throat> that's just my two cents. Right, hey, you gotta on. keep that two cents. There's a coin shortage. Alright. Next. General Zod from Man of Steel was only trying to save his own people from total extinction, but Superman declared that all of Krypton had, quote, had its chance, condemning him to genocide. <laughs> The uh, didn't Zod want to just destroy and and enslave the uh human race? Well, he wanted to do it in the name of Krypton so he could save his people. Sacrifices know, have to be made. Yeah, why would I, I? I he's the villain. I think this one he's a definite villain. He wants to enslave people, and and he wants to. Well, I don't care why you're doing it. As soon as you start doing that, you're the villain. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, a broken system. No, no, no. Yeah. In the big. Maybe there's an altruist yeah, not... out there. It could take control. It's probably going to get a little messy in the transition. But really, right. you know, put in so, the effort and build I mean, an organized society. Right. And they could have easily just went to Mars and terraformed Mars. Yeah, right. but they wanted free help. They wanted They wanted free labor. Yeah, but they were going to kill every human anyways with the terraforming. They weren't going to have any labor. Well, no, they wanted labor. They they wanted a capitalist society. But he was killing everybody with the atmosphere change, so nobody would be alive. Well, I mean, that's why he's the villain. This yeah, one I can't agree with at all. Somewhere else. 
Yeah, he no. would If you would have went somewhere else, then I would have said Superman's the villain. But since he was gonna kill all the humans, definitely still the villain. <laughs> Usually, that's a good rule of thumb. Kill all the humans is a bad guy. Uh, didn't God try to do that once? The first thing we do, we kill all I'm the. Not, yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so that's rule one, right, for villain school. Uh huh. Kill all humans. All right. So who, the last one on my list, who is the true hero of the Lord of the Rings? The eagle. Oh, this one's pretty pretty easy. It's it's Gollum. And Pete is correct. Gollum is the true hero yeah, of the you... Lord of the Rings. The ring is safe when you out think of about sword it. on sight yeah. for 400 years until Bilbo steals it. Then Frodo takes it even closer to Mordor, where he knows he can't control it. And at the end, it's Frodo who weakens and Gollum who accidentally be ultimately destroys the ring. Okay, but how did they get uh, Baggins? How did they get the name Baggins? Oh well, Gollum, yeah. But after right. being tortured, he was but... tortured. But they found him before the wraiths left so Mordor. They found Gollum. If so he you're had saying him at that point, that would have been it. Okay, but if without Gollum, the ring would have never been destroyed. So he's probably more of a tragic hero. Tragic accidental hero. Right. Exactly. Destroys the ring. So yeah. But the whole the whole notion of it being safe out of sight for four hundred years before Bilbo takes it, Sauron hadn't regained his strength by the by by the point yet that Bilbo took the ring, as you can see in the Hobbit when um, Gandalf goes to Dumbledore and confronts the Necromancer, who we, who we, who we learn is Sauron, still not at his full strength. It takes additional time. At the point where they find Gollum and torture him, if he'd had the ring at that point, that would have been it. The whole thing would have been over. Right, that's true. So, so are there so two heroes? The real, the real hero is the real hero is Bilbo and the villain. So wait, wait, but he's also an accidental hero. So yeah, Bilbo and Gollum are both uh, both heroes and villains. If Thorin had gotten the ring, he would have regained his power sooner. Right. I'm going with it kept it safe for 400 years. I I could see how Ken Ken does make a point. I can see how it could go either way. Um, that that Bilbo and Gollum are both heroes and villains. So what Ken's saying is there there is truly no hero but fate. Yeah. No, yeah, good and point. Evil. I still say it was blind, evil. fickle finger of fate. All right, is that that is that done? Is that segment done? Yeah, we're done with that one. I'm all with that. All right, well, we're off villains now. We're done with villains. Everybody, say we're off. Be gone. We'll come back to it in like six months. Yeah, we'll circle back around. Um, so we've got our next segment. We're totally swip it, uh, switching it all up. And we're going to go to one of Ken's favorite subjects. 
You heard it last week. Sandwich countdown this week. It's the best sandwich from every state. Ken, what do you got? We're gonna start. Well, we're, we're have to do this in segments because you know there's a lot of states. Right. There's there's, there's, there's shocking there's revelation. I know, guys, but try and try and keep up with me here. Fifty of them. Soon to be fifty-one. They'll never be fifty-one. We'll end up with fifty-two. Puerto Rico. If we if we if we go D, if we don't go Puerto Rico, then we gotta go DC. Right. All right. All right. So how many are we so, how many are we doing today? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this by region. Okay. We're gonna, start in, we're gonna start in the northeast. Okay. So Connecticut, Delaware, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, and Vermont. All right, number one, we're going to start off with Connecticut. Connecticut, uh, the and, and I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about this list. The reason I the reason I chose this list of all the ones I looked at is number one, a lot of the stuff that's on this list was similar to a couple of other lists I looked at, and number two, this one actually shares their methodology in determining the list, which no okay. other ones did. Uh, so in order to assemble the list. Uh, this website looked, went state by state, city by city, scrolling through review sites, local news publications, to learn about sandwich shops, and individual sandwiches that are, most, that are the most beloved. Uh, some, of our, some, of, some of our chef creations, some of them are favorites, some of them are originals. This is, um, but they actually like, they, they actually ranked it, they actually worked out a ranking system for everything, and these are the number one picks from every state in terms of what's the best sandwich. Okay. So, starting off the list, we're going to start with the fine folks in Connecticut, the Connecticut Yankees, and their sandwich of choice in Connecticut is the hot lobster roll. Uh, number one place in the Connecticut to get it, if you're ever in Nolonk, is Abbott's Lobster in the Rough. Uh, this is uh, the the lobster roll is a uh, it's about a quarter pound of butter soaked lobster on a on a toasted bun. This was this was in last week's uh, list. This was this was on the list last week. I, I I think it ranked somewhere in the top twenty. Yeah, it was in the top twenty. I think just just um, got in the top twenty. The the picture that they have here is actually a pretty decent looking sandwich. Uh, it's it's simultaneously weird and comforting that there's nothing else on it, just butter dipped lobster and a roll. Um, but it, it looks pretty tasty, and I, I enjoy lobster every once in a while, so uh, so I'm 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 all for that. Good job, Connecticut. Uh, coming up next, the final okay. folks down in Delaware. <clears throat> Delaware is a little out of the way. Not a lot of people think about Delaware. The number one sandwich in Delaware, oddly enough, is, he's, is the Italian Pork Supremo. Ooh. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a hoagie-style sandwich, which is hot meat served on a toasted bun. Newcastle, Delaware, Iannone's Deli has the, uh, has the, has the best one, uh, kind of what, what they're known for. The Italian beef is slow-roasted and juicy. But uh, it's a slow-roasted pork dripping with au jus, uh, topped with tender broccoli rabe and sharp provolone. That sounds absolutely delicious. It really does. I'm looking at the picture here. It's, it's, it's looking pretty tasty. Uh, moving on uh, to Maine. Ooh, Anybody this is going to be another lobster? It's going to be another lobster. This is, this, is, this is a lobster roll. doesn't say anything about hot. 
Uh, but it's a lot. It's another lobster roll. Uh, this one is uh, fresh buttery lobster packed into a split top bun. Uh, kind of similar to. I want to say like, it looks like a long hamburger bun. Okay. They cut, they, 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 that they cut um, down the middle of it and kind of pull it apart. So it's not really like a hot dog. Think about it. Think we take a hot dog bun and rather than split it at the side, just put it on the top. Okay. It's uh, it's a little weird. And they serve this one with pickle. Mm. So they're, they're I, think I, I think I think I think the the lesson we're learning slowly here is that we need to try a lobster roll at some point. I, I'm kind I of thinking that. Uh, yeah. Can we make them ourselves? Yeah, that's not the love. All right. Uh, let's cruising on down the coast to the fine folks in Maryland. The number one uh, sandwich in Maryland is the pit beef. Uh, and this is not armpit beef, so don't worry. Uh, classic pit beef sandwich is made by rubbing whole bottom round roast with salt, pepper, paprika, thyme, onion powder, and then grilling them over a 500-degree charcoal pit. Mm. Once a nice crust has developed, the cooked portion is sliced and then put back on the grill, and a chunk of that sliced off thinly shaved, grilled some more for being tucked into a Kaiser roll. And then there's mayo-kicked horseradish, known as tiger sauce, and raw onions to complete the meal. You know, I'm not a fan of horseradish or onions, but or I onions. would try this. I would, you, I would try this. You would just try because. this with the onions? Yeah, and it, looks like, it, it, it looks like it's a really well-cooked, um, medium-rare shaved roast beef. I would I would try I would take one bite with all the ingredients. I would most likely have to pull off the onion, but I would try it. I would take one bite and then probably pull off the onion and eat the rest of it. Interesting. All right, up next is Massachusetts. And again, I referred to a couple other sites and it's it's pretty much unanimous that the the, the Massachusetts sandwich of choice is the Spucky. You're going to have to describe that. All right, so we've got slow-roasted beef and roast pork. Uh, the Spucky is a ciabatta filled with fennel, salami, hot capicolo, mortadella, fresh mozzarella, and an olive carrot salad. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, looks like there's some mayo on this, maybe, and it's pressed and grilled. My word, that... that... That app sounds absolutely delicious. That, that sound that that's very interesting. I think uh, I think I'm gonna have to find out a place that's got one of these. If not, I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to make a road trip, fellas. Uh, I'm fine with going to Massachusetts and driving a Spucky. That sounds delicious. Yeah. All right, we're gonna continue traveling north to the live free or die folks in the great state of New Hampshire. Uh, New Hampshire's uh, NATO's sub in Manchester, which, you know, if you've ever been to New Hampshire, it's pretty much the only town. Uh, <laughs> not true, but you know, it's, the only, it's the only, like, city city. Um, New Hampshire, uh, the steak tip sandwich at NATO's Deli is what you're going to want to try. Uh, that's the Philly, that's a, similar to a Philly cheesesteak, but rather than the shaved beef, this is, uh, it's, it's more, it, it's, it's little pieces that are chopped up. And they do it on the grill with sliced peppers and onions. 
Uh, looks yeah. like they're serving on a bun with some provolone cheese. Not melted. Looks like the, looks like the cheese is cold and you drop stuff into it. Um, but uh, it's 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 a chunkier sandwich than your traditional Philly cheesesteak. I I feel like I'm I'm picturing a Big John's steak and onion with it's, Philly cheesesteak. It's actually it. I would not characterize this as a Big John's. No, really. This looks more like because Big John is still again the meat is 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 kind of shaved. This looks more like they they they, they grilled a really thin piece of uh, of sirloin steak and then chopped it up with a knife. Oh, okay. Um, and then the the, the piece I would I'm looking at probably inch inch and a half long pieces of onion and green pepper. Like they're very pronounced in there. Okay, so uh, it's chunky. Like a, You're saying yeah, it's it a chunky. Like a served, looks like a served on a toasted bun, provo, provolone um, cheese. Thick. So there's there there's some very strong similarities between this and a and a cheesesteak. Right. This is this is so far the simplest sandwich you have described. Yeah, and you know widely available. Uh, so traveling back down the coast a little bit, New Jersey uh, is the New Jersey the classic New Jersey Italian. You guys remember in Atlantic City? Uh, stop into White House Subs. Uh, this this thing is Genoa salami, salami, provolone, ham, capicola served. Uh, it's all piled into a soft, chewy Italian loaf, topped with lettuce, tomato, sliced onion, chopped red, chopped roasted peppers, Italian seasoning, oil, and vinegar. Full length sandwich is about a foot and a half. Oh shit! You probably want to share. <laughs> wow. Well, so far. Of all seven of these, I would try every single one of them. I, do I, I would too, and I, I love a good, I love a good Italian sandwich. I'm, I'm a sucker for that every time. John, Jonathan, would you try every single of these sandwiches so far? Uh, no, I think there was two of them where I would have to pass. Really? Would you pass on the Spucky? I don't think, not to, not to, not to, not to call Jonathan uncultured, but I don't think he knew half the. I don't really think he knows what half the stuff on that sandwich is. What right. state was that from? That was Massachusetts. The Spucky. I, I think the olive carrot thing sounds amazing. Oh, it's got olives? Then no, I can't. Yeah, I, that's what I figured. Yeah. Hey, man, right. you're not even going to take a bite? I'll take a bite out of the onion sandwich. Nope. Le- nope. Leaving New Jersey, hopping over Do to New York. Do you want me to puke all over your feud? Because that's what will happen. <laughs> okay. All right, Ken, go ahead, buddy. Hopping, leaving New Jersey, hopping across the uh, the, the river to New York. Uh, New York City, Katz's Deli, pastrami on rock. That's the number one sandwich in New York. No, I'm going to say no. <laughs> it, it's just me. I am not a fan of pastrami. I don't like it. I just It just doesn't get me. So pastrami, for those who don't know, is a fattier, more traditional cut of brisket, which I think we all like brisket because it's delicious. Uh, it's rubbed with a uh, particular seasoning, bre- blended and cured for about four weeks, and then smoked for three days. Broiled uh, until tender and steamed for about half an hour uh, before being hand sliced at the counter and piled under under rye bread. Um, is how they make it. Uh, but the uh, yeah, it's a, it's a version of corned beef. Uh, it's a little, little bit different seasoning process there. Yeah, and no, no, I'm going to tell you, I'm not a fan of pastrami, but I would try this sandwich 
Um, full yeah. knowing that I probably won't like it, but I will try it because it will not make me throw up. I just probably won't be a happy camper and probably want to get something else later. All right. So we're going to hop on the main line and pay a visit to Pennsylvania. And contrary to what you guys may believe, and it's going to be a surprise. Oh, the number one sandwich it's in Pennsylvania not is not a Philly cheesesteak. It's the roast pork sandwich from Denix Deli in Philadelphia. So, so pork has shown up quite a bit on this list, as has lobster and beef. You haven't seen any turkey, ham, or chicken yet. Uh, turkey, the the the, uh, the turkey. I know. I can tell you is when we get out west. There's going to be a lot more turkey. Ah, okay. Uh, to make this beauty, which, quote, blows cheesesteaks out of the water. Ooh. A mound of juicy, thin-sliced, falling-apart pork is pulled from a tub of its own juices and added mm-hmm. to the thick slices of sharp-aged provolone on a semolina roll, then topped with a slightly bitter, garlicky, tender, chopped broccoli rabe. The hot pork melts the cheese below it, and the rod ties it all together. So there you guys have it. This is all making me hungry. Yeah, it's, this is all making me quite hungry. better than a cheesesteak. I'm struggling with that a little bit because I love cheesesteak. <laughs> That's probably one of my favorite sandwiches. All right. Yeah, it's, it's tops. Moving on to the great state of Rhode Island. Rhode Island for us today offers a, a an Italian grinder from D's Deli in Cranston, Rhode Island. Traditional Italian grinder, salami, capicolo, turkey, hot peppers, lettuce, tomato, oil, and vinegar. Ah, the first turkey. Some turkey shows up. So, I'm surprised to see turkey on this sandwich, but it does sound quite tasty. And yeah, I wonder if like you can have like Mancino's local make something like this. I have to ask that next time I'm in there, because they put ham on their Italian. I wonder if I could have them substitute in turkey for me. I'm gonna give that a whirl. Yeah, I mean, it's really close to their Italian, maybe, but without the turkey. Right, right. All right. Last up on our list today for today's segment is going to be Vermont, home of Ben and Jerry's. Prominent socialist Bernie Sanders Sorry. Prominent Democratic Socialist Bernie Sanders. Thank you. And hippies. Hot Italian Meats from Gill's Delicatessen in Rutland, Vermont, is the number one sandwich. Again, with the Italian. So, yeah, the coast the coast likes their Italian, I guess. They like their Italian, they like their lobster. I think that's what we've, that's what we've decided. Shops a uh, quality experience, the hot, meats grind, hot Italian meats grinder. Spiced ham, peppered ham, Italian salami, tucked in rouleau, topped with cheese, shredded cabbage, tomatoes, pickles, onions, hot peppers, and mayo. Or seasoned oil. Nice. 
I was I'm surprised I'm shredded cabbage. It's not coleslaw, it's shredded cabbage. There's no lettuce on this sandwich. Yeah, I mean I'm all for that. Yeah, that that sounds I I'll go for that. Alright, guys, that's the that's the that's the northeast. That's what I got for you today. Next time we'll move on to the Midwest and we can talk about Michigan and its neighbors' best sandwiches. Wait, before before we go, like so Ken, what sandwich on this list are you most interested in? Mine's the Spucky from Massachusetts. I'm most interested in the Spucky too. Like I like I said, I love a good Italian sandwich, and there's a lot of them on here. But the Spucky just seems different. It does. And I'm in, I'm intrigued by by the ingredients and what was listed on it. I'm I'm very, very into the Spucky. Mm. Danan, Danan, what do you got? What makes it a Spucky? Hmm? Oh, me? Oh, I, uh, well, you know, the general state of the world is kind of pissing me off lately. Um, Okay, well, well, so you're going to pick an angry sandwich? What sandwich are you you, you leaning towards? Well, it's the white breast turkey uh, mayonnaise on dry white bread. That's your favorite sandwich? No, that's the one that you that's give to prisoners that you're trying to interrogate. All oh. the people. All right. Okay, so so are we are we moving on? Uh, Danan, Danan, do you have a rant? I did. What was I going to rant about? I don't know. Did we clear? Did we clear your mind? Well, I got distracted and mad about other things. I can't remember the thing that I was specifically going to rant about, which was only slightly political. Well, mm. well, you'll have to. Well, you'll have I to guess think I'm not about mad it. anymore. Yep. See, we see. That's what that's what the Blix podcast does. Is it clears all the anger and the hatred out of right. your body? Why we and don't do it, that. And it, yeah, makes you a happier person. It's a catharsis. It is. Jonathan, of all these sandwiches, we're gonna we're gonna answer this final question. What is the sandwich on this list you most want to try? Uh the one that was like the Philly cheesesteak. Oh the shaved uh sirloin tip sandwich? Yeah, that one. Right? Yeah, sirloin tips, I'll try that. Damn yep. right. Steak tips. So are we so, ready to uh, have our last segment then? I it's think probably, we are. I think we're as there. Long as, Ken, right. as long as Ken and I Ken and I have to make a pack to figure out how to produce a Spucky. Hmm. Well, you can just make one. <laughs> well, yeah, we have to. We have to get together and make a Spucky. That's the point. But we need this. I think this, you all make at least COVID three stuff to end. You can still drive and get one. Long roasted roast beef, roast pork sandwich. Shibata filled with fennel. We can do that. Salami. Yeah. We can do that. Hot mm-hmm. capicolo. We can do that. Mortadella. I could probably we could probably get that from Oliver Tees. Yeah. Fresh mozzarella. Olive carrot salad. I would have to look up a recipe for. Mm. Okay. I think we could do this. We'll we'll have to do Olive this. Olive carrot. Yeah. It almost looks like a slaw. I would like to try that. Slaw. That's what I'm saying, right? Who wants to? I mean, I can see. I can understand. Like I said, it's not they gr- and, and, and they grill press it. Yeah, that's the bonus right there is they grill press it. Yeah. 
Yeah, this like this looks like a this looks like a badass panini. Is what this looks like. <laughs> yeah. And how do you spell it? Restaurant badass panini. Badass panini. How do you spell it, Ken? Well, what the spucky? Yeah. S p u c k e or s p u c k i e spucky. Oh, it's badass, B A D A Z, badass panini. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I'm looking at a picture of this thing. I looked it up, and yeah, I totally want to eat that. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. We got to make this happen. All right, Jonathan, we are ready for the final segment. And that would be Shower Thoughts with J Bo. J Bo. <laughs> people like being outraged because it makes them feel like they're doing something with their lives that's too true and yeah that's pretty accurate I mean I mean honestly that's all Karen's got The major reason people ignore the great minds of our world in favor of their own opinions is that people all think they're the great minds of our world. I know I am. <laughs> I know Danon is. That's right? four for four for this group. Yeah, we, we none of us know anything, and that's the problem. See. See, people that know that they don't know enough are always the ones with that hesitate. Oh, yeah. There's not enough cliffs in this world. Too many lunatics tilting at pin with, uh, with getting uh, positions of power. Ooh. That was a tongue twister for you. Yeah, right. it was. You, you just said Peter Pecker, Pickle Pecker, Pickle Peckers. I said Peter Pecker. But you couldn't figure that one out. Well, it is the end of the show. Number three. Knowing something is a spoiler makes you want to read it even more. No. Well, I don't know about that one. I'm pretty good at avoiding that stuff. There's a good chance you unknowingly hold a world record for something, no matter how insignificant it is. Mm. Oh yeah, that's that's entirely oh. possible. No, I've I've always believed so. that I masturbate more than anybody else on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny that is that what it takes to beat me. <laughs> Dana, reason, Dana's been. Recently single, man. He has been hitting that hard. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a long, dry stretch. Of... Single or in a relationship has nothing to do with how often you masturbate. Right? I was married for 15 years. Yo, that's true. I think, I think this is the competition where you would just hate to be the judge. Right? Because who has time to watch all those hours of footage? God. Exactly. My buddy does. <laughs> I'm assuming the NSA. Well, everybody's got one agent, right? Right, yeah. Wait, so do the agents have an agent? Yeah, everybody's got a minder. So there's infinite people? Wait, wait, did you just prove infinite people? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. No, no, your job is to watch somebody else. You just don't know it. Oh, okay. You're failing at your job. That's a world record, then. <laughs> there you go. Consecutive days not watching the person you're supposed to be watching. Exactly. <laughs> hey, that's still something. The age we use scissors the most is also the age we're not allowed to use them without adult supervision. That's true. Uh, yeah, that's 100% true. Like, who had to use wow. the plastic safety scissors, man? Everybody. You learned that in first grade, but you're still cutting construction paper well into fifth. Right. But but you're probably still using safety scissors because you're the kid that eats the glue. Man, Jamie Randall. Do you guys own pets? I think you know that I do. Of course we own pets. Did you know that if you own a pet, that there's a chance... That one of your ancestors owned one of their ancestors as a pet too. A very, very, very small chance. Wait, so it's just like the Highlander, but also each guy has a cat that's also <laughs> immortal and has to fight and the, the cat other cat, to... and then sometimes you end yeah. up with some other dude's cat, and you don't get along that well. There can but only be one. Your cat, so you never really got along with the first one, so it's about the same. There could be only one. Right? And in the end, the cat eats your face. And then he wins. And then he wins. He's the only one. Meowlander. I I I'm 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 not gonna write that. <laughs> I might write well, that. Well why bother? It's already written. It's Can it beautiful. be an anime? <laughs> I want to see Meowlander on Hulu. Meowlander. <laughs> there can only be two. Wait, can it be? Can it be? There only can be uh, nine. Well, no, the just the two. The person gets to survive though, because somebody's got to change the litter box. Now you die. Write me out. Right. Oh, it writes uh, itself, Pete. It really does. I don't even have to try. I just have to throw word pizza on the screen. It's It'll just, just write itself. It's just all cat puns. And like the uh, super okay. duper bad guys are dogs. No, they're people. Because that's at least one man. hamster. All right, here we go. Yeah. You ready for the next one? Yep. Any type of argument with a person can be solved with a tranquilizer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for the moment. Well, unless the argument about whether any, or not any, you're allergic uh, any to type of argument can be Any type of argument can be paused with a tranquilizer. <laughs> That's why Danon carries chloroform. Right? Is, it, is that the real reason, Danon? What? No, I mean, everybody has trouble falling asleep sometimes, especially when they're trying to get into your van against their will. Oh, by the way, that's what you wanted to rant about earlier. Right? Is people just... You know how much a chloroform costs these days? We just get in the goddamn van. God, <laughs> it's making my job so hard all the time. Amazon has got to find a way to get these kids somehow. You think they just show up in Silicon Valley? You think, you know, someone's got to get them. All I ask is you get in the van. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk about work. 
<laughs> All right. I got four more. Four more? All right. Th this one's a little sad. Someday you will be the last living person who remembers a specific individual. And someday there will only be one living person who remembers you. Did you see Coco? That was a sad one. Yeah, I seen Coco. Yeah, it got to Dane, and Dane cried at Coco. Well, his little girl. But Dane also has daughters, so. Right? Like, you got me. Oh, man. Wait, you didn't cry at Coco, please? No, I didn't. I didn't. What are you, what are you a machine? No, man. I, 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 it didn't get me, but Inside Out got me, but Coco didn't get me. Oh, we tried to watch the scene that Pete cries on Inside Out at work, and he didn't cry. Right. Well, because I was a filthy liar. You have to watch the lead up. You can't just watch the scene. It's it's the whole lead up to that scene. All right, it's Bing Bong, isn't it? It was. Oh yeah, of course it's Bing Bong, man. Who's your friend who likes to play? Try the caramels or delicious. Okay, well, the best line was just one more try. I've got a, I've got a feeling about this one. It's like son of a bitch, like right in the stomach. Oh yeah, it kills oh, you. It absolutely yeah. kills you. Feels. Just punch it right there. Yep, that was a ball punch. Uh, people would like rats more if they had bushy tails like squirrels. Almost no one hates squirrels or thinks that they're gross. Hmm, mm, that's a good point, actually. Now, now people well, don't. Now there are some people that hate squirrels, but no, nobody thinks that they're gross. Exactly. Here's the thing, though. Walking around on the ground, though, like rats do, that bushy tail would be a gross, like dreadlock little sponge and uh there's a difference between skitter and scamper and rats do not scamper no they don't and everybody's seen secret and them so right i would them. i would think that if uh yeah we'd be looking at a lot more rat kings i think if if the, if the bushy tail was a thing oh can the evil villains and the cat play be rats and be the rat king In what cat play? Cats? The Catlander. Oh, Meowlander. Oh, Meowlander. Oh, Meowlander. Meow My bad. Catlander. Yeah, we can totally make them rats. With maybe bushy cat, tails. Like, maybe maybe it's Meowlander's number one and then Catlander's number two. Yeah, so Meowlander, see, the villains are rats, and the main villain has a bushy tail, mm. and for some reason also wears a coonskin cap. <laughs> for some reason, oh, nice. believes he is in 18th century uh, American Southwest. All right, two more. <laughs> if somebody slams you against the ground, they're using the whole earth as their weapon. Yeah, it makes it sound strong, don't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I just threw a planet at you. Right. Ooh, I like that. That me. That feel like that's got to be my go-to move because then you can actually say that you hit you with a planet. Right. Exactly. Right? But see, and remember, this guy is every time you do a push-up, you're pushing the entire world away from you. That's true. You are. 
push-ups. Earth mover. Bum, bum, bum. So, uh, yeah, so push-ups are technically earth movers. Because mm-hmm. you're pushing the entire world away from you. It's just like Jonathan's life. A pushover? No, pushing everything away from you. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> and last, All right. but not least, drumroll, please. Uh... <clears throat> A fist fight between two pregnant women is a mech robot battle of two unborn babies. Could and should be. It, it's also a brawl. Mm-hmm. It is. Two mech warrior baby fighters. Shower thoughts with J Bo. Volume 12. Shower thoughts with Jabo. Alright, guys. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this edition of the Flix Podcast. I was your host, Jabo, joined with Pete. That's me. Danan. YOLO. And Ken. Have a great week, everybody. Be uh, COVID safe. (laughs) Maybe I'll have to go get my test within the next week and join the rest of the gang. And uh, I just, you guys. and before we go, I just gotta say that Dana said YOLO, and it made me hate him. <laughs> it's supposed to. Wait, Dude. that was that Dude. was a, a satirical YOLO. Dude. Wait, wait, wait. Can we say winning? Hey. Are are we winning right now? Can we make? Are we winning so hard right can now? We, can we have that come back for a little while? Like, where's Charlie Sheen when we need him? Like, he could save the United States right now if he would just come back. Well, he ran out of tiger blood. That's what fuels his superpower. Well, he should just watch Tiger King. He's well, he's what? Tiger Sheen, and he also uses like a little bit of like Afro glow. He's like super slick. He's also a tiger, and uh, but he needs to drink the blood to make it happen. Okay, well, apparently we're still doing supervillains. Yeah, um, but. <laughs> All right, so uh, I think that is that it. That's it, Jonathan. Right? We're yeah, we're done, done man. Peace out, home dogs. We'll catch you guys All next right. time. Night. <laughs>